0: people want more democracy not less it's time to talk progressive politics and practical solutions with joy silver outspoken from radio 111 now here's joy
1: hello 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 this is joy silver speaking to you hello defenders of democracy and all of you who believe that change is going to come or that change might come or that change well we would like to see it come Today we have with us in our uh, in, on our show Chuck Parker and Felicitas Nunez, and they are the directors of the Salton Sea Coalition, the Salton Sea. Progress, but far from perfection. And that's what we're going to talk to Chuck and Felicitas about today. They also have a membership committee of the Courageous Resistance and Indivisible of the Desert. Once again, Chuck Parker and Felicitas Nunez of the Salton Sea Coalition. How are you both today? I'm fine, thank you. This is Felice.
0: I'm fine also. Thank you, Joy.
1: All right. We have a lot to talk about today. But before we get started on our show, Chuck, maybe you can give us an outline. Where is the Salton Sea in reference to counties and and where is the effect of the Salton Sea? How far does this environmental situation reach?
0: Well, the Salton Sea is about 35 miles southeast of Palm Springs, and about one-third of the sea is in Riverside County, two-thirds is in Imperial County. The dust that blows is uh, very uh, bad for your health, and we've heard from researchers that if you live anywhere in Southern California, you will breathe some of the Salton Sea's dust, and even a little bit is is very dangerous.
1: And Felice, talk a little bit about the problems that the Salton Sea in the condition that it's in cause.
2: As uh, the Salton Sea water lowers, uh, right now we're, we are already experiencing um, pulmonary problems with the population, especially around the Salton Sea right now. And as it gets lower, uh, the it gets more dangerous because of the methane that is going to be releasing And uh, unfortunately, uh, not only will it affect even the population around it more, but with wind and dust blowing everywhere, it'll go for miles and miles.
1: So this has caused uh, health conditions with the people that are living there as well?
2: Yes, uh, there is health conditions um, that they're experiencing. Uh, We have a very high rate of uh, what is They don't know what to call it at this point. I guess more or less they they figure it's asthma. But it's really, um, according to Dr. Lowe from the University of Riverside, uh, that it's more uh, related to the elements that are flying in the air that are causing pulmonary problems. And it's not exactly asthma, but uh, an invasion of of the, the anatomy of the human
1: and this means that children are growing up with this and, uh, with, and therefore showing these conditions. Is that correct?
2: Correct. Uh, one of the main things that they're experiencing is uh, nosebleeds, spontaneous nosebleeds, especially when it's dusty. And this is happening um, in their in their time in uh, classroom. They start bleeding, and, and once that happens, no one can come out of the classroom. So they're limited in... Um, in getting involved with sports outside their school system and um, not only that but they're having the problems with the water in the plumbing system in the in the school itself
1: so this is an ongoing problem well Chuck speaking of it being an ongoing problem can you explain a little bit about the history how did the Salt Sea get created and what is its status today? I understand that there's no water flow in or out of the Salton Sea. So how did we how did this thing get established?
0: Well, the Salton Sea is in a basin that's down of two hundred and thirty two feet below sea level, and it's always for tens of thousands of years, was part of the Colorado River uh, drainage uh, off and on. The river would, flood periodically and sometimes it would fill up that basin and create a sea and uh, other times it would flow eastward and down into the uh, Sea of Cortez directly. But in 1905, uh, farmers in Imperial County were trying to irrigate their fields with the Colorado River water and they built a canal to transform the, transfer the water uh, from the river over into their fields and that That canal, they broke, the side of the canal broke, and the whole flow of the river flowed into the Salton Sea Basin for two years. And that's what created the modern Salton Sea. Finally, that breach was was mended. And then later, in order to make the irrigation more secure from flooding, the United States government built Hoover Dam and... Now the river no longer can flood the way it used to. The dam prevents that. So it was created, the modern Salton Sea was created to help create the agricultural industry in Imperial Valley. And since then, it was classified a hundred years as an agricultural sump which means it was a place to put any wastewater from the fields and and any anything that was in the water like pesticides fertilizers and other chemicals uh into the seas it was never regulated by the clean water act considered not to be uh water that needed to be clean by by the law
1: so n- let me get this straight then at one point in time, before it was determined that this was now going to be used for agribusiness, uh, there was a water flow mechanism from the Colorado inflow and outflow uh, all the way to the Sea of Cortez. And now, um, that, that hundred years ago, when the, um, the federal government came in and decided that this was going to be dammed up for use for agribusiness, this is how we got to the problem point that we're in today. Is that what I'm hearing?
0: Well, that's how the sea was created. The problem that we have today was created um, about, in around 2003, where the state uh, allowed Imperial Irrigation District to sell uh, large amounts of water to San Diego and Los Angeles and even the Coachella Valley for to aid with uh, more housing and urban development. And so there was less water draining off of the fields into the sea and that's what's caused it to start drying up. So it was initially agribusiness and then development in the cities which has drained the sea of the water that it needed to maintain its level. So we're having a sea that's uh, progressively drying up and all the toxins that were in the water are now exposed on the part that's dry exposed to the air or it can be blown around into the air we breathe
1: so you've identified quite a problem I also understand that there's uh, army artillery in that water as well and that uh, it's extremely toxic to um, uh, the, the border patrols and whatnot there I mean it's an understood toxic environment would I be correct in saying that
2: Yes, you're correct. It was used as a as a military practice for Pearl bombing Pearl Harbor, uh, in, and so a lot of artillery was. They were not able to get it out, so it's also buried under the the water that still exists there. And border patrol um, uh, staff have gotten very sick with cancer, and a couple of them died. And also another big concern is the Calipatria State Prison that's close by where. Uh, we have uh, guards, um, prison guards, and all the inmates that are close by, plus the population in the community.
1: So uh, this problem, this ongoing problem, does it have a solution, and why aren't we getting to those solutions?
2: We have had solutions um, that, were, that have been practiced by furrowing the land and placing uh, bales of hay Um, but it hasn't helped very much. uh, The the bales of hay have even caused more allergy problems, but um, that's all they've been able to figure out. We did have uh, about 11 proposals that were accepted by the state to import water from the Cia Cortez. And one of the proposals is importing water from the Pacific Ocean so that this water can be desalinated and made potable. And we would need also wastewater plants to clean the water.
0: So, um, yeah, so so one part, one condition that was necessary for the, for the water board to be able to approve that transfer of water in 2003 was that someone step up and say we'll we'll protect the public from all this pollution and we'll restore the salton sea and the, the state of california passed the salton sea restoration act in 2003 but they never portioned any money to do that and so i think the the commitment was half-hearted and ever since then the state has put off actually doing that by studying the problem over and over and trying to, rather than refill the sea and solve the problem, uh, use methods that were used at Owens Lake, which was also a dry lake, such as Felice was referring to, uh, um, furrowing the sea bottom, the dry part, so the wind wouldn't blow the dust so easily, covering it with gravel, uh, shallow ponds, sort of little piecemeal types of dust control methods and trying to create small amounts of habitat for the birds and fish but no no one in leadership has taken the step of saying we need to really solve this problem and protect the interests of the people of California who are being harmed here
1: no it- I think
0: it's a classic a classic example of how industry often tries to Evade responsibility for the pollution they create and and dump it up onto the public, and then it's on the it's on the state or the government at some level to uh, take on that responsibility and and the cost.
1: So why if the. Uh if, this, if the sea situation was ultimately caused by the federal government or the Army Corps of Engineers, why isn't it the responsibility of the federal government to come in and clean this up and find some solutions?
2: Well, that's, that's what we're hoping. I mean, uh, it's, it's it's really frustrating, but, you know, the, the state has already given up by saying that importing water, cleaning the water, cleaning the pollution... is is too expensive and it's not possible because, you know, Mexico wouldn't uh, be able to to benefit from that. But uh, they misinterpreted the proposals that they studied. The the state hired this uh, group from Santa Cruz to professionals to look at the proposals and evaluate them, and they came up with the solution that none of them worked.
0: I think I would say that it's not just the federal government. The damming of the river was one part of the creating of the problem. But then the, the transfer of water, which was authorized by the state of California and done in the interest of agribusiness, Uh, So it's the combination of big agriculture, the federal government, and the state government who, in different ways, created this problem and should take responsibility for cleaning it up. And right now, the task has been handed over or will be handed over to the Army Corps of Engineers to do another environmental review, and they will decide... What they think should, the solution should be. So we're hoping that the uh, solution of importing water to refill the the lake can be revived at that level. So
1: now I know that the, the Salt and Sea Coalition. And and can you tell us a little bit about what makes up the Salt and Sea Coalition? I know it's certainly representative from both counties. But who who is involved in moving things forward uh, for solutions and and advocating and uh, for these solutions?
0: Well, the sea, we are, the Salton Sea Coalition is a small organization of volunteers who have been advocating locally for importing water for about four years. And we have gotten the city councils in the Coachella Valley all to pass resolutions in support of that, but we don't have any authority as a government agency or any funding uh, like the state of California that their responsibility was given to the Natural Resources Agency, and they created the Salton Sea Management Plan four years ago. It's all really kind of a complicated mix, but then uh, there's also the Salton Sea Authority, which is made up of representatives of Riverside and Imperial Counties, the Water Districts and the Torres Martinez tribe, and they have some say, they negotiated with the Army Corps of Engineers to do this new study. Uh, So there's the state, then there's the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation, which has the authority to govern the distribution of water from the Colorado River. And because of the drought, it's likely that they will order cutbacks in deliveries to Imperial County, which will also hurt the Salton Sea. So, you know, it's a complicated jurisdiction. And that's another reason why I think action has been so slow is that you have four or five different big agencies or private interests that can't seem to agree on what needs to be done, except that it seems that they all agree that they should... Kick the can down the road and postpone solving the problem, which makes it more difficult and more expensive in the end to yeah. solve.
1: Yeah, more studies that still doesn't result in an action. And you're right; it makes it more and more expensive as that as that problem uh, moves forward into the future. What about this North Shore perimeter plan that we've been told about n- uh, numerous times? How is that working, and what is the effect on solving this issue?
2: The North Shore project. Um, is presents uh, uh, another greenhouse greenhouse problem because it's going to be more shallow water that emits uh, these gases into the air. It's been proven scientifically that shallow water uh, is is uh, not a solution, and um, we have. Apart from the the North Shore project, is the idea of lithium mm. and and now you know the whole focus is on how much money can be made off of the lithium but i think apart from it this being a classic problem not solving the the environmental problem it's i think it's a global problem where the economy uh, is being sacrificed but the the economy the environment uh, it, it's like the 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 Earth is raped, and then they just leave it. They neglect it. They abandon it. And, and our environments are getting more polluted everywhere in the world by um, business because that greed and profit become a priority.
0: I wanted to just add that it was around 2018 that the idea of creating a North Lake um, was first um, put out there by Supervisor Manuel Perez of Riverside County. and. Um, they they were they put out put out put out the idea that since the state wasn't solving the problem, the county was going to do what it could on the north end of the lake to create a dam and catch fresh water there, and and then make a uh, an area small area along the shore of the north part of the lake that would have fresher water. Problem was always though that they were never able to to prove that there would ever be enough water to create that, and it's going to be that's going to be even more. So now that the lake has dried up a lot, and the, and the supply of water from the Colorado River is diminishing for sure, it was—I think—it was an idea that was supported uh, initially by developers who thought they could encourage investors to come in and build housing developments and casinos and hotels in the area just north of the Salton Sea. I'll promise that they were going to restore a recreational area there. It's never really gotten off the ground and I doubt if it would be possible for that to happen.
1: What was the thinking that was at the time when the North Shore Perimeter Plan was put forward about housing and business development?
0: Well, the way that it was explained by the Supervisor Perez was that he was gonna push to create an independent um, tax district along the north end of the Salton Sea, which is in the area of the Coachella Valley where it's mostly farms and poor people living who work on the farms. And that any if they could get some developer to build some housing or a, um, like a water park or a casino, things like that, additional taxes that came from those developments would be used to fund the project to build the the, the perimeter lake. But it was always uh, critics of the plan, which included us, uh, always felt that was getting the cart before the horse because how can you get someone to come and invest a lot of money to build housing in an area that's going to be next to a, a drying lake with dust storms and uh, periodic, you know, bad smells from hydrogen sulfide and all those kind of things. At first, the problem had to be solved. Then, sure, the Salton Sea, the whole Salton Sea area could become um, much more valuable as an area for people to live and, and recreate and so on. I, I think, and it, it reflects some of the problems with getting these different jurisdictions to agree, because even in the beginning, Riverside County wanted to develop the north end of the sea And immediately the Imperial County was saying, what about the south end of the sea? So, you know, it was competition among different leaders of these agencies uh, to take leadership when when their plan was flawed from the beginning. There wasn't enough water. The water that's coming in on the south end is very polluted. The most polluted rivers in the United States, the New River and the Alamo River, which have never been cleaned up. California has allowed that to go on for many years because presumably they flow into an agricultural dump. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's been, there's been a real vacuum of leadership or a lack of leadership on the part of the, the state, the counties, the water districts, everybody wanting to pass the buck to someone else.
1: Felice, a question I have for you. Uh, would be. Um, do you see any resolution or any political solutions to the situation? Are there advocates within our elected system that might stand up for some of the solutions that the Salton Sea Coalition sees possible? Are there is are there any advocates at the governmental level?
2: As far as we know, we haven't had any uh, officials politicians come forward in support of the idea of water importation maybe some few we've been to numerous uh meetings with uh, uh solvency sea authority uh, the sea management planning uh, and and the only ones that have stepped forward as Chuck mentioned uh have been the nine city councils of the coachella valley all the way from from uh, Desert Hot Springs, Rancho Mirage, all the way down to Coachella that have uh, been in support of water importation. And this is never have been mentioned in any of the meetings that we've gone to that uh, I think is very important because these uh, these city councils represent the cities. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Mecca, Thermal, and Southern City, we just have, it doesn't have a city council, but the the community, knows and and feels that there is a need to clean up and import water so we're hoping now that um the our the army engineer do uh come forward and and listen to what's going on i know that um the interfaith council which is a, a group like us you know volunteers most of us are retirees um, that, that are in support of, of helping the community. Mm-hmm. And the best way that, that we have looked at the situation scientifically and reasonably is to import
1: water and clean up the pollution. Um, Chuck, uh, recently um, I came across information about Arizona looking at this problem. Could you talk a little bit about what's going on in Arizona? It does sound like there's a lot of similarities and a lot of Uh, understanding along the same lines because it's water and it's the Southwest and Mexico is involved. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yes. Arizona has, uh, maybe the leaders in Arizona are looking, are more willing to look at the idea of importing ocean water as a new source of water and desalinating it because they have access to less of the river water than far less than California so that the state has already um, conducted two studies uh, for two different pipelines from the east side of the Bay of the Sea of Cortez to desalinate water in Mexico and then bring a pipeline up one to near the Tucson area and the other near the Phoenix area. They've, they've, uh, Come up with a, an overall cost and the amount that it'll have to, that the various uh, municipalities will have to pay for the water, so that they're pretty much years ahead of anything that's been done in California. And I think that's because California has always had more; uh, they have more water rights because they claimed water on the river before the other states did. That, and the, that's the way that the water laws. Work, But I'm hoping that the crisis on the Colorado River, where there's not going to be as much water as there has been by a long shot, probably they're going to have to cut deliveries to all the states by at least 30 percent to maintain the levels in these big reservoirs like Lake Mead, that the states will have to cooperate with one another in a way that they've never been willing to. and hopefully California will also see that there is a lot of water available in the ocean, which, you know, Israel desalinates water. That's almost all of their water is desalinated because of the place that they're located in the desert. And that this will open the eyes of people who have not been willing to face the problem because one of the problems with the Colorado river is it's always been, they've always been willing to give more water, to the various water districts than there actually was coming down the river. So yeah. when the lake, the reservoir was full at Lake Mead, they'd give out more water than was coming in year after year and just hope for rain. And, you know, hoping for rain is not a good strategy <laughs> when you're in the desert. Oh, that is so true. Especially, yeah. You know, yeah. So there is a compelling, I think that there is a compelling argument in favor of, of the solution that we uh, support for importing water and desalinating it and restoring the environment at the Salton Sea, which is would help the entire region because it would take pressure off of the river and it would also s- support our efforts to combat climate change because as the river, as the sea dries up, Studies have shown that it will begin to give off large amounts of carbon dioxide and methane and other global warming gases. Whereas, if it's refilled, it will keep that carbon under the water and it won't emit carbon dioxide. So, there's a big contradiction there between the policy this, the, the state is pursuing as a state to try and achieve carbon neutrality. Well, that's why they want to presume we want to mine lithium is to build batteries for electronic cars to cut down on greenhouse gases and yet they're willing to let the salt and sea dry up and, and emit more carbon dioxide than all of the refineries in California now. I mean, that just doesn't make sense, you know. And
1: the so, problem, beca- the, the solution anyway. becomes an even deeper problem is what you're saying. You know, there does seem to be some progress, and Felice, he, both you and Chuck both mentioned that the city councils are certainly are on board with uh, restoration and, and I'm wondering now, what is the progress and do you see any progress, because I often hear well Mexico wouldn't agree to any of this, do you see any progress with the relationships in Mexico? These these proposals already include talks with officials
2: in, in Mexico, that Mexico would benefit from, from importation of water, being that, you know, it would be reasonable for both sides to agree to who's gonna
1: get how much. We've often heard that Mexico's not ready to participate or that it wouldn't and it would take some sort of negotiation between the United States and Mexico, which we have on so many issues already. Chuck, where are you in terms of, do you see the Army Corps of Engineers, where do you stand on their participation in it? Do you think that there's any way that they can be brought back into the situation basically to fix a problem that they initially caused?
0: Well, yes. I mean, um, some of the city council people that we talked with, uh, when we explained the problem, said that they hoped that the Army Corps would take over the responsibility because they they had had experience. Their experience with the Army Corps of Engineers uh, on, on working on projects, and I don't know what they were, has been more positive than... Their experience working with the state and the Department of Natural Resources, mm-hmm. um, and the Army Corps has uh, a reputation uh, of uh, of having some integrity in terms of you know their their engineers are reliable and they 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 do projects in a way that's sustainable. Um, so that's a, that's a we're, we're hopeful that can be the case, and when they do actually. Take over within the next two or three months, they will ha- open up to the public for a month and a half to receive public comment about the problem and what we think uh, is the best solution. And we're, we're, we want to encourage everybody to submit their comments to the Army Corps of Engineers this spring um, because the state and the Salton Sea Authority have. When they handed us over to the Army Corps and they got funding for this study, which is $3 million for three years, they also will be participating in an advisory capacity with the Army Corps of Engineers. So the Natural Resources Department and the uh, Salton Sea Authority and their engineering firm, uh, Tetra Tech, who, they, who've, these are the people who've created all these Studies which go nowhere and who are supporting other solutions which are not solutions, you know, like small areas, small pond habitats, plowing and all those kind of things, they would like to control the Army Corps' process. But we're hoping that the Corps will maintain its integrity and listen to the public and listen to what the vast majority of people who live in the region support refilling the lake and restoring the environment, the birds and the fish and so on, and protecting public health. So uh, the more, the more um, people will speak out and send in written comments, the greater we have a chance of, of a real solution to this problem. Well,
1: I want to thank you, both Felice and Chuck, both of you for the service and the dedication and commitment you have to serve the people and to make this world a better place. And thank you all. Please. This has been Joy Silver on Outspoken Stand Up Fight Back, because this is what democracy looks like.